0: dreaming a bigger thing want to leave my old life behind thunder. you're listening to the create what you speak podcast my intention is to change the lives of 1 million women one podcast at a time now let's get started thunder feel the thunder my name is Sloane fremont and today I'm going to talk to you about loving yourself fiercely i been looking for love Welcome to 2019. I don't know about you guys, but I feel a totally different energy as we move into 2019 and all the things I'm reading indicate that I'm not the only one. So everything I'm seeing and in, in what I'm reading is pointing toward to 2019 being a year of movement, right? Of things happening, of clearing out all this old shit to make room for the new. I don't know about you, but last year made me, I mean, to me, it felt like a lot of like false hope and, and false starts. And there were so many lessons to learn. Like I was like, I was telling my friend Elizabeth, I told her this a lot. I'm like, I'm sick of learning the fucking lessons. Like at some point, like, like, I mean, how many more lessons does a person have to go through, right? And so it seems to me like we went through like, you know, maybe like three or four years of like planting these seeds and learning all these lessons. And this is the year we're really going to start to see those foundations that we planted come to life. 2019 is a three-year numerology. And you get that by adding the two, the zero, the one, the nine in 2019. And that gets us to 12. And then adding the one to two, one and two, and that gets us to three. So numerology, number three carries the vibration of of communication, of self-expression, this like having this adventure, like all this inspiration and creativity, optimism and joy. And number three also symbolizes the principle of increase and growth. So expansion and abundance on the mental, emotion and financial and spiritual levels. So number three really is the number of manifesting and manifestation. So that is really what we have to look forward to in 2019. So after all those shit years, I hope you are super excited about this like I am. Okay, so let me see here. I have a couple of updates for you before I get into today's show. So first, I want to update you on my invention. So It's really happening. Um, I talked with a patent attorney this past week, and we have been talking about going from doing a provisional patent, which is what you do when you still are kind of working out the details of of what you're inventing, or just jumping right into patent status. And I worked with an awesome, awesome designer, and he got me pretty much 95% of the way on my prototype. So we're going to go straight to filing the patent for both the design and utility patent. I mean, I don't even know what to say about this because it's like, this has been something I've had the idea of for like five years. But um, like to say I'm excited is like just like a generic statement. It's like so under, like so not even the word to use. But um, but so once it's filed, we have the the patent filed, then it's going to move into patent pending status. And from there, I can actually start sharing it with the world. So it's still a lot of holding and a lot of things going on in the background, but things are actually moving. And so I'm really excited about that. And as I was thinking about this and I was thinking about it telling you guys about this. Really, the funny thing about this is... Well, number one, obviously, I have no no idea what I'm doing. I've never done anything like this before. It's, like, all totally new to me. But I'm just taking it one step at a time, like the next logical step. And... Everything is working out just fine and it's been super easy. And that's exactly what I did a couple of years ago when I changed my life and I moved to Nashville. I just took the next logical step. Like what makes sense? Like I don't, I I know all this shit is to come down the road. Well, I don't have to think about that today. All I have to do is think about the next logical step. So more to come on that in the next few weeks. I'll keep you updated as, as things progress. So, all right. So on to this week's topic about loving yourself fiercely. As always, what I talk about today, take what resonates with you from this week's show and leave the rest okay so um so at the end of two thousand eighteen, I felt like I was really struggling like a lot like. Like I, I don't I don't really know why, I couldn't really pinpoint any particular reason, but I just felt like most of December I felt stuck, like super stuck, like nothing was happening and I couldn't understand why, even though I felt like I was doing all the things that I should be doing, but it, it felt like it was never going to end and I didn't really want to be around anybody, I spent a lot of time alone and, and it wasn't that I was sad, it was just more like I needed to step away from the world to have this time to recover and like process the year. We all know at the end of the year there's always a lot of heavy feelings and and thoughts and, and you know holidays and all that kind of stuff. But um I could sense inside of me things were ending and there was gonna be major changes, but it's like this was happening on an internal level, which was completely different than anything I'd ever experienced before. And when you feel, when things change, when you change as a person internally and you, you start to become this different person, there's this element of your own self that while you know you need to change and move on, it's like there's this, this piece of you that's still sad for that old version of you. Like it's sad to let go of that version of, that old version of yourself. And I think I was going through some of that at the end of the year too. Like I know I, I know it's time to change and I know I want to change and I, and I, I'm going to change, but it's still this, this piece of like saying goodbye to that old part of yourself, and um, it's not always easy. Uh, and I think when when this is another one of those areas that not a lot of people talk about, but it's it's a natural part of the process. So changing on an internal level, I, I think it's it's sort of hard to describe because obviously it's going to be different for all of us. And I, I so I'm just going to tell you my experience and what this felt like with me, but. It's like I, I knew I had this feeling. Like I knew it in my bones that things were changing for for me internally. Like, and when I say internally, what I mean by that is the way I, the way my thoughts, like my actions, like my 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 actions as a result of changing my thoughts. You know, all the things that we talk about on here. But uh, uh, what I found myself doing a lot in December was really questioning what was going on and feeling like I was imagining it, imagining it, like I was just making it up. And it, it, it when I'm Two years ago when I changed my life and I moved to Nashville, I remember going through this and it was really easy to see these changes that I was making and that I was making progress because everything was obviously on the physical, right? Like I got a new job, like I could physically see the job offer. You know, I got my temporary housing, right? I could see my temporary lease. Like I had a Nashville address and then I bought my house that I bought, the first house that I looked at. You see the paperwork, right? And on and on with that. And I could see these steps I was taking along the way and, and, and know from that that I was making progress. But these changes that I was going through recently were internal, so it didn't feel like anything was changing because I couldn't see anything on the out, um, in the physical, right? I couldn't see physical things physically manifesting like I had before. And I, I had to spend a lot of time and a lot of my own energy and effort trusting that I was on the right track, right? Trusting that I was doing the right things, that these things that I was changing within myself were going to lead to better things in the future. But again, it left me questioning myself and a lot of things. So it really felt like stuck energy to me. Like nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. But by the end of 2018, I felt like as I was going through whatever this was, it's like I shed a bunch of this old shit that I've been carrying around for years. And I finally woke up to myself. Like, what the fuck have I been doing all these years? Not loving myself. Like, Like, why have I been feeling bad over a failed relationship or a failed project or a failed whatever and beating myself up? Why haven't I been fiercely protecting and loving myself all of this time? That's the question that came up for me. Why haven't I been fiercely protecting and loving myself all this time? And that was the change that I woke up to, that I had to face myself that I had to face about myself. was learning to love myself more and love myself from this, this, this level of, of being fierce about it. Right? Like, like, like it's, there's, there's, there's a lot of energy behind the word fierce and like, just being like, it's just what I like. This is just how it is now. And, and that's really what I'm focusing on throughout, throughout 2019. Like that for me, like loving myself fiercely comes first above all else for me. And when I talk about this, I'm not just saying just loving myself, like get a massage or take a bath or all that kind of bullshit. What I'm talking about is like fiercely loving me who I am as a whole. 100%. No longer putting up with these shitty thoughts that I've been entertaining for so many years. No more struggle. No more suffering within myself, right? Like like I have no tolerance for anything but love for my own self. And this is not something I've ever done. <laughs> so this is totally new to me. So this is why it's been like, you know, somewhat difficult. But as I was thinking about that in my own life, and I started to notice a couple of things over this past week about how, how we really as humans self-sabotage loving ourselves fiercely. So I want to give you a couple of examples that I um, ran across this week. So first off, I have a friend who owns a fitness studio, and she recently went through an unexpected and major change due to a falling out with a business partner. So this person has directly told me that things were really crazy before this falling out with a business partner, but now after that happened, it was like her whole world was like completely fucked, right? Like things were so crazy and so stressful and she didn't know how it was going to work out, if it was even going to work out, you know, and all this stuff. And so the other day she was t- talking about how one of her friends was going into this nine-month rehab program. And while he's there, she she's handling his bills for him during this time. And she was talking about how this person has a couple of kids in their 20s and these kids are apparently used to handouts from their dad. And so in addition to managing her friend's finances, she's also managing his kids during this time to get them off their dad's payroll, like having these conversations about being an adult, you know, all these things, right? Crazy fucked up shit to me. But anyway, she has kids of her own, right? And younger kids. And so she's managing all this. And during this conversation, she's talking about paying his bills and and she says that she's like in taking care of, of his finances for him. And and she said, she flat out said, She takes better care of his bills and his money than she has ever taken care of her own bills and has things so organized for him, she has never done anything like that for her own self in her own life. And I was thinking after that, I was like, why? Like what the fuck? I mean like why do we give so much to everyone else? We love and we protect them so fiercely, but we won't do that for our own self. We won't bring that same level of energy and and, and fierceness to our own self and I, it i don't know it was just really shocking to me i guess and i mean i, I know i've done this i, I and so i'm not sitting here like pretending like i haven't or that i'm like perfect with this cuz i'm not but it it's just it, it was as i was thinking about this topic in my own life and this came up it was um very eye opening for me to start to see these patterns in other people so another example of this was from a TV show I saw this week on Netflix called Good Girls. So if you haven't seen it, um, I recommend it. It's really good. I'm not going to give you the whole um, you know spiel on the story. I'm not going to ruin it here, but I'll give you a little bit of a premise. And basically the show is about three friends who are all in these bad financial situations. Like one has a husband who is has them near bankruptcy and they're going to lose everything and she didn't know about it. The other one has it is having a custody battle with her ex and then another one, a third friend has a sick daughter and they have these really big medical bills. And so all these are really heavy and relatable situations, right? And So during the show, you know, it shows them at the – and obviously this is TV, right? I'm I'm just using this to illustrate another example, though. But at the beginning of the show, it shows them, like, basically sitting around, like, all throwing their hands up. Like, they don't know what to do to fix these situations. And then they decide to rob this grocery store, and they end up getting all this extra money they didn't anticipate. And it's because the grocery store is washing money for this gang. And so I'm not going to – again, not going to tell you the whole story. But they do all this crazy stuff to get money back for this gangster guy – in order so that the gangster doesn't kill them. Right. And, and again, I know this is TV, but it's just another example of someone acting super helpless before, but once like, it's like once they got into entangled with this gang, they suddenly began to believe in themselves and they acted so fiercely for this other person, for this gang member. They acted so fiercely for him, but they didn't apply the same level of fierceness in their own life as they did with this, this gangster in the show. Right. So, 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 I know for my own self that up until this period I went through in December, like I have never really loved myself fiercely. I said that a little bit ago. I have never protected myself from the terrible thoughts that I think, the terrible things that I say to myself, and I've accepted feeling like shit for long periods of time and living in so much suffering and just accepting it. But it's it's just literally not acceptable for me anymore or, or anyone. It shouldn't be for anyone, but it's, it's like something clicked for me at the end of the year and it was like I woke up to myself. Like, like, like what the actual fuck here? Like no more. Like no more. Loving myself fiercely and protecting myself now comes first for me. End of story. It's like I'm not tolerating anything less for myself. And I, I think loving. Loving yourself fiercely can look like a a lot of different things, right? And and I imagine this even goes through many different stages throughout life. But for me, what this looks like now is 100% coaching myself out of thought patterns of defeat. I mean... 100%. 100%. Coaching myself out of thought patterns of defeat. And that's really the perfect summary for how I'm loving myself fiercely in 2019. And in addition, I'm making things like my own satisfaction, like protecting myself from my own shitty thoughts and empowering myself and reminding myself that I am lovable, making all of those things a priority. And if I had to put a visual to this, the picture that keeps coming to mind for me is like, it's like I'm wearing this cape and it's like, I'm putting, you know, you have a cape on, you put your arms out and the cape goes down, you know, it's like, I'm putting this like one arm around to protect myself from my own self, right? Like, like I'm putting up this wall between my own bad thoughts and behaviors and the suffering and the real me, that lovable human part of me that is screaming for this kind of attention, right? Like screaming for it. Up until twenty nineteen I've been accepting this shitty behavior for myself. But but no more. That chapter is closed now. And so so I was, a th- I, was, I was thinking about this in today's show and, and I was thinking about how we treat others, right? Like when you're really loving on somebody else, like don't you see the best come out in them, right? Like if you really love on your kids or your partner or your friends, don't you really see a different side of them emerge? And so I was thinking, you know, have, have we ever thought if we do the same for ourselves, what would happen to us? How would we feel? How would we show up in the world? How different would our life experience be? And I think many of us are better friends to others than we are to ourselves, right? Like we care more about their pain and helping them, like my friend helping her friend in rehab. And we are so quicker to see their positive qualities and treat them fairly and kindly. But I think a good question for all of us is what kind of friend are we being to ourselves, right? Like we're usually so tough on ourselves. We're so critical, full of second guessing and self-doubting. And we're so quick to tear ourselves down rather than build ourselves up. So as you go forward this week, the question I want to leave you with is, what do you think would happen if you started to treat yourself like a friend, like really started being encouraging, warm and sympathetic and loving yourself? Do you think you'd help yourself to heal and grow? I mean, I think that's an obvious answer of yes, right? I mean, think about how your day would be if you were on your own side. Like, what would it feel like to appreciate your good intentions and your good heart and be less self-critical? I don't know about you, but I think that's worth exploring to me, and I'm making that my priority in 2019. Okay, so we're coming to the end here. So to close out today's show, let me recap what it means to me to love yourself fiercely. When I'm talking about loving yourself fiercely, I'm not talking about getting a massage and taking a hot bath. Those are all great things, right? But what I'm really talking about is is fiercely, without exception, loving yourself to the core enough not to tolerate these self-defeating thoughts anymore. Understanding that you will you will change who you are as a human on so many levels once you decide to become your own best friend, right? Like loving yourself fiercely can look like a lot of different things and you'll probably go through a lot of different stages with this. But for me right now, what it looks like is 100% coaching myself out of thought patterns of defeat and not accepting anything less than the best for myself. And in addition, I'm taking other ways to love myself fiercely like, like, making my own satisfaction a priority and protecting myself from my own terrible thoughts of suffering and spending more time empowering myself with my own thoughts. It takes the same amount of energy to be happy as it does to suffer. So why do we choose suffering? Why? We don't have to, right? So as we move forward into this year, this month, this week, this day, whatever it is for you, start to show up as your own best friend and see how your life changes. All right, I'm gonna close out today. Talk about songs I chose. Okay, intro song. I feel good about this by the Mowgli's. I don't like that word. I can't say it. M O W G L I. The Mowgli's. Like W and G together in one word is is weird to me. Like I, I cannot. I don't feel like I'm not saying that word right. So the song is called "I Feel Good About This," and I don't. I just like this song. It makes me feel good. There's a verse in here, and it says. Um, I've been looking for love in the distance. Tell the sidewalks of cities I visit. Up the coast, looking for something different. All along, you were there, but I missed it. I don't know what this is, but I feel good about this. I don't know what it is, but I feel good about this. And I like that. Like, I, like, I think that's really good for, especially going into the new year, right? Not, who knows what's going to happen, but I don't know what it is, but I feel good about it, right? Like, choosing to feel good about the unknown, um, I think really, I, I like that. That feels good to me. So I really like this song. I like the beat of it. It's, um, it's good. Okay. Outro song. Mahambi Lala by Johnny Cradle. Okay. These guys are very interesting to me. Three-part band from Johannesburg. They describe themselves as Roots Electro. Um, Trying to look up the lyrics for the song, but couldn't actually find it. So um, the link in the bio, I always link to the songs in the bio if you are new to the show or haven't heard me talk about that before. You can always click in the bio to find the links to the songs I talk about. But this one, there's a 20-minute sampler from him in the the link I'm going to put in the bio. So be sure and listen to that and, and see what you think. But... I like this song. I like the beat. I just like the, I like the word Mahamilala. I don't even know what it means, but I like it. So I think it's a fun word to say. So, all right. All right. I'm going to close out for this week. Let me know. What what do you think about loving yourself fiercely? Are you doing this in your own life? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Email me Sloan Fremont at gmail.com. Find me on Instagram at Sloan Fremont. And if you like the podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate and review it on iTunes so more people can find it. Abracadabra. Now go forth and create what you speak.